You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. Well, once again, welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. Hey there. Where it's so great to just be, you know, take time out every week to just talk about what ails couples, what could enhance couples, what could magnify things, what could make things spectacular. And I'm... Who doesn't kinda, love spectacular? Well, I, I don't have an answer for that one. I, I don't know who does but it not... It sounds like a great goal. <laughs> spectacular. spectacular sex. Where we love hearing from our listeners, too, because we I know we get a chance to speak to our listeners every week when they tune in to Sexy Marriage Radio. And then we love hearing from our listeners, and we hear from them throughout the week, where they send us emails at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, and they give us questions, they give us thoughts, they give us concerns, they give us feedback, and it, it really helps steer where this show goes. Because it, this is, I think this is almost like listener-driven radio at times. I think that that's a great way to describe yeah. it. And I particularly love the emails that so often start out with, I just love you guys. We love you too. <laughs> exactly. We totally love you. Yeah, because that, that does help. So if, if you want to join us and let us know how much you love us, you know, do you like that one there, Shannon? <laughs> no, if you want to give us any kind of fish, thoughts, fish. feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. You can also jump on iTunes, give us kind of any, any kind of uh, five-star review if you like it, because that helps us climb the charts. And what I have noticed is we are climbing the charts in the sexuality category where used to, we would, you know, we peaks and we peak into the top 10, sometimes the top five. And then we drop back down into the fifties in between shows since we only share air weekly, but now we're dropping back down into the teens twenties. So we're staying closer to the top and that's because of our sexy listeners. That is so and, cool. And so I tell your friends, let them know what's going on because we want this message to spread as far as possible. And a really easy way to tell your friends would be to get one of the Sexy Marriage Radio bumper stickers on your car there or you laptop go. or somewhere in your cubicle. Uh, and the way that you can get one of those is by doing what one of our uh, listeners frequent, or, uh, recently did. Uh, we got our first 69 Club member. Oh, yes. Got to love the 69 Club. <laughs> Wait. Our, our first person who jumped oh. on board with the Bed Betty campaign. That's right. That's a different thing. Joined at a $69 a month level. So let's explain what we mean by that, Corey, in case somebody <laughs> missed our episode a couple weeks ago. Because they're like, what? They have a 69 Club? Yeah. Like, what is that all about? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, this is the Bed Buddy Club that you're talking about. That it's a chance that if, if Sexy Marriage Radio has impacted you, and you want a way to give back, I guess, to help with what we do. Uh, we have the Bed Buddy Club, and there's three different levels you can join. And what that does is that helps offset costs for us doing this and, and helps spread the message because in return, you get some things that help spread the message. But all right. you, yeah, all you got to do is just look for the purple button, and it would say, be a Bed Buddy, and that'll give you all the additional information that you might need to make an informed decision about you what what you want to do but we would and love the support and tell them the website to find the purple button well yeah if you go to sexymarriageradio.com you'll see the purple button right there on the right hand side in the sidebar okay so. and as you said this is uh our listeners way of being a part of what is going on with this whole phenomenon which totally astounds us both that yes. god is doing 
all these amazing things with the show, but we definitely feel challenged to take it to the next level, which can be very expensive when it comes to equipment, software, advertising, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. And, uh, and so we have three different levels of giving. The French Kiss Club is for those who are ready to put your money where your mouth is, and that's only $10 a month. Right. Price of a couple of lattes. <laughs> then we have the $40 a month foreplay club for those who are uh, ready to get more serious but not quite go all the way. That's the foreplay club. Yep. And we have the 69 club, which are those who are head over heels in love with Sexy Marriage Radio. You, you get that? You get that little analogy? I'm, I'm with you. I, I have you I followed it? the play on words with that one. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we're excited to have people catch the vision and jump on board. So thank you both for your listener support and your prayer support and your financial support. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, um. Where we are in the states, I don't know is 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 the time of year we're coming up on, as in the you know like this weekend. Is it a worldwide thing? Do do I I don't know that Halloween is particularly a universal. Yeah, I don't know if it uh, is either. Thing, but it, it may be just an American thing. Okay, but you but... know it's, it's coming up, so that means trick or treating's coming around. That, exactly. That means dressing up in costumes is coming around, which you know those could all mean other things. To both of those could mean Some something like else. That you're round, Corey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I particularly enjoy Halloween. Uh, I'm not into the all the scary stuff. I don't like to put skeletons in my yard like some people do here in the Azalea District in Tyler, Texas. I walk through and it's like, oh, it looks so weird to see all these bones sticking up out of the ground, and <laughs> these ghosts, and the cobwebs all over their bushes, and right. all that kind of stuff. But um, I really enjoyed Halloween when my kids were much younger, and I distinctly remember the year that Matthew was three and Aaron was six, and uh, we lived in Dallas at the time, but Matthew was dressed up as Woody, and his best friend was dressed up as Buzz from Toy Story. Okay. And we went... That just tells you how long that's ago. A, yeah, you just dated things there, but that's fine. <laughs> 17 that's... years ago. Yep. Uh, but there was, as we were walking through the neighborhood, there was a woman dressed in full costume, makeup, the whole nine yards as the scariest witch you have ever seen in your life. Okay. And she had the cackle to go along yep. with it and the broom and she would chase kids down the street <laughs> with this, you know, horrid cackle. And so you can imagine my three-year-old son is just freaked out. And it takes me forever to get him calmed down and be willing to go from house to house to trick or treat with his bag. Right. Every single house we walked upon, I, I had these little you know, group of kids all around me and uh, I would turn and look and Matthew would be hiding around the corner of the house, sticking his head around and asking any witches, any witches. <laughs> he, just, he would not just come bolting up to the door yep. with his bag open, expecting candy. He was fearful and hiding out for fear of the witches. Yep. Uh, and it kind of reminded me, speaking of great segues, as we were talking before the show, how we often do that with sex. That we're supposed to, in marriage, we're supposed to be like just bolting up to the door with our bag held open wide, knowing that we're going to get not tricks, but treats. We're going to get candy. We're going to get payoff. You know, okay. we're going to get pleasure and passion and connection and romance and all of that. But so many married people do what Matthew did. They kind of, hang out around the corner with their heads sticking around going, you know, is there anything? Is it scary? safe? 
yeah, is it safe? <laughs> or, or maybe they just assume that it's not, you know? That right. They, just, they assume that they're in some sort of danger. Yeah. If they even consider uh, walking through that bedroom door with any notion of letting their guard down. Yeah. So I thought that it would be an interesting show to kind of look at the common, the most common fears that women have and the most common fears that men have. And maybe to talk a little bit about the ghosts from their past that are probably still haunting them if that's their fear. Okay. Just because of the whole, the whole fear of what, what surrounds sex in marriage. Yeah. Because there is, there is a lot of it. Cause that's the one thing just listening to you talk about. I think of, there are so many uh, men that I come across that the way they have become Matthew it, it, on Halloween, <laughs> of being of being afraid. He, he's gonna love it when I tell him that he is now the poster child for men who fear sex. And it's interesting that he was dressed up as Woody. Um, sorry, <laughs> I couldn't let that one just lay there. I mean, his friend was Buzz yes. for those who like sex toys. There you go. But really what's what's toy. interesting is that there's so many men that. And I was, I am, I am, and was, I don't think I am as much, but I was for sure one of these that I would just constantly look for the, you know, everything I did was to maintain the possibility of availability. So it wasn't necessarily me pursuing sex. It was me looking for the slightest sign. So that way I could pounce rather, you know, and that's really fear-based, I was going to say, what exactly were you fearing? There well, it's, it's the fear of being rejected. And I think that would exactly. be one of the number one things for men, in in my opinion, would be just that idea of, I don't want to be rejected. I've been rejected enough. Uh, or I just have this fear of, I don't want to put something out there because what if she says no? Or what if I want to try something, even if she said yes to sex, but well, I want to try something different. What if she says no? And, it makes me feel like a pervert. Right. Yeah, and I figured that that was probably the number one yeah. fear that men have is fear of rejection. And I also know that we hear from a listener often. I always really appreciate his insight and feedback. He actually shared with me a long time ago that he distinctly remembers sitting in the kitchen and his mother just being so engrossed and engaged in other things that she would literally ignore him for hours. Yeah. And that he just felt rejected yeah. by his mother. So when his wife rejects him it's kind of like ripping the scab off of that old wound which can feel like pressure to a woman to feel as if what i have to undo everything that your mother did in your life like that's impossible so i definitely think that it's men's responsibility to face where their fear of rejection comes from because it may not necessarily come from his wife absolutely and actually i was looking through some of the archives of sexy marriage radio and the stats in one of our most popular shows and this is pre shannon so this is way (laughs) way back but there was an episode in the bs era in the before shannon era (laughs) there you go (laughs) wait i'm not okay um No offense to Gina. What? No, absolutely, because that's laid the great foundation. Probably more in the BS era than ever with Shannon. That's where I was not going to go, but um, (laughs) it it's just there's an episode called rejection um rejection anxiety that is one of our most popular as far as Mm -hmm. number of downloads. Just because I think that strikes so close to a lot of people's nerve of yeah, Mm -hmm. I got that of how do I confront this this fear and the anxiety that surrounds being rejected. Yeah. Well, and I also think that it's not just on men's list. There are women out there who do 
fear rejection, that that stereotype is reversed and she's the one who's higher sex drive than him, or maybe he's older and he's slowing down a bit. And it's not just a fear of being rejected. I think we also fear emasculating husbands who aren't as interested or who are slowing down. Okay. Uh, because we know that an emasculated man doesn't make a good sex partner. It does not make right. a good bed buddy. Right. And so it's one of those things where I think women tiptoe around the issue almost as much as men in that, how do I initiate? How do I inspire versus require? How can I make things happen without making him feel bad that it isn't happening as often as I would like for it to? Right. That can be a huge challenge. Absolutely. Because I think that it, it doesn't it strike to the nerve or the core of who we are as humans. Of we, we, we all seek acceptance. We all want to be acknowledged you know there's just there's just that fundamental notice me drive there's Mm -hmm. that fundamental do i matter drive there's that you know and so true and all of that it can be correlated to if i'm rejected i'm speaking straight to that Mm -hmm. that maybe then i'm not what i thought i was or maybe i am inadequate or maybe i'm irrelevant or maybe i'm don't maybe i'm a loser maybe i'm a dud instead of a stud right so it's, it's learning that I think that's kind of a human nature thing and nowhere else does it play out more than our sex life. Yeah. And I recall several shows ago where we talked about some nonverbal cues that we could give to our spouse to let them know that we're interested, such as leaving a certain pillow on the bed or lighting a certain candle mm-hmm. on the mantle or whatever. I do like those nonverbal cues. Yeah. Because... I think that the risk of rejection is, is I don't want to say minimized, but it's maybe um, lessened. Sure. Well, it, 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 it takes it out of, out of play a little bit just because if you're talking about just initiating the act, then you're looking at, okay, hey, you know what? I'm interested in this. Let's work towards it. And if you do it well ahead of time, you know, so it's not just the whole, you're going to put all the pressure on me once you make a move at night, but you, you make the comment of, hey, you want to hook up tonight, you know, while I, you're getting yeah, ready it or it, it's, it, it, it sparks the flame. I, I think that it helps that it's advanced warning Yeah, that you can kind of have a chance to work up to it because in all honesty, when women are asked point blank, do you want to have sex before she even has a chance to think about it or get warmed up? The answer is probably going to be no, because we just don't have the testosterone coursing through our veins like right. men do. And some We're of not that, ready at the yeah, top of the hat. Some of that's determined by you don't phrase it in the form of a question. I've talked about that before. <laughs> you don't give her the opportunity <laughs> to say no. Well, no, it's not necessarily that. It's just, you know, if, if, if you approach a woman with a yes or no, then you, you make it a little bit easier for her to go no. But, yeah. but if you change it with announcing an intention of just – and this is one of the things one of my I love it because it's a client that I've had I had for a while a while back and he loved he grabbed a hold of this phraseology and just ran with it and and last I heard got had great results with it just because he wasn't married to a woman that just did not want to have sex it was just there were hurdles involved to having it and so he changed it to where hey I just want you to know and then he would say this like on Sunday because they they were in the traditional weekend sex that was it it was at one, one point during the weekend that's when sex would occur beyond that it was kind of off the table and mm. so he was like i don't want that anymore i want i want to have sex with her sometime during the week too and i'm like okay well right. announce that intention just tell her on saturday or sunday hey 
at some point midweek, I'm coming after you again. <laughs> and, it, and it's just kind of a statement, you know, and if, and if you also change your persona in the way you go about living life day in and day out, that it, that's not the end game. That's not, it's not all about, I'm just trying to get more from you. It's, it's, Hey, I'm just letting you know I'm into you and I want you and I'm after you. And, and you just kind of say it. I think that speaks to a deeper part of a woman that is that acceptance that do you notice me? Do you, do you revel in me kind of thing? Well, that leads me to my next fear uh, on the women's list. And that is that he will want more, but before we go there, <laughs> okay, because <laughs> I've heard a lot of women yep. say that going through women at the well, that's just when I really should push them uh, to identify what is it that you're afraid of. That is often what surfaces, but going back to what we were just talking about though, I think that it's very important for women to understand that it's okay if you can't offer him an immediate yes, but don't offer him an immediate no either. And ask for what you need to get you to that place where a yes is possible. Right. So to say, well, if if you're wanting some action tonight, I'm going to need some help with the kids' homework or with their baths or with dishes or like whatever it takes for you to be able to carve out the time and energy to get right. into bed before you are totally exhausted. You need to ask for that. <laughs> I just, I don't know why I just, this popped into my head, but it's the Jerry Maguire, help me help you kind of a statement. <laughs> I had forgotten about that line. I've always thought about the, you complete me. Yeah. Line. I don't like that one, but I do like the one, the, the one we're talking about now. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so let's go back to being afraid that he'll want more. Okay. I want to ask women this question. Why would that be a bad thing? If a man loves what he, what he experiences with you, if he makes you feel good, if he feels good by what you're doing to him, he likes how connected the two of you feel. He likes how well you both sleep after really exhausting yourselves toward this end. Why would that be a bad thing that he wants more? Yep. I think that there are so many women out there who assume that my husband would want it every stinking day if I gave in even once or twice a week. And I just, I, I'm not saying that there aren't some men out there who might feel the need for it on a daily basis for a while, but I think eventually that would level out. I think that the reason that they are so out of balance with needing it so often is because they so rarely get it. Now, is that a gross overstatement? Um, a little bit, but there's elements of truth in that still, you know, just, okay. I mean, that's, we get in trouble for this. You know, we go stereotypical. And we'll then get some, the elements we'll get some of truth, feathers ruffled and right. some nasty emails on this. And the elements of truth, they're still there, though, you know. And so it's recognizing those elements rather than the broad brush, because right. there is a component that, to me, this boils down to: is this sex out of emptiness or is it sex out of fullness? Mm -hmm. That you know, and that's an individual thing that plays out relationally. And so it's yeah. it's learning that that speaks directly into our fears because if i'm coming at sex out of emptiness there's some fear associated with it typically right. so totally. so it's it's recognizing that okay so if he wants more because i gave in or i let go or i was willing to try something that i wasn't ever willing before and now all of a sudden that's all he's gonna ever want and blah you know it's like well yeah but that's also growth in marriage that's also growth in life but isn't that really exciting to want more? I mean, like, you know how it's the last day of vacation and you're like, oh, I wish we could stay an extra few days. 
it wasn't because you had a lousy vacation. It's because you had an awesome, right. great vacation. Right. You know, like why, why would that be a bad thing to want more? That's one of the questions that I frequently ask coaching clients is now who told you yeah. that it would be a bad thing to want more. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, let's hear from, let's hear another one on the men's list. What else do you think besides fear of rejection? Well, I think, I think there's an element of, for men of this whole, um, can I come through <laughs> kind of a no thing? Pun intended. <laughs> um, well, and this is on both sides. I think one is a performance side that if I, if you have any kind of inkling of uh, ED or premature ejaculation issues or any of those kind of things that are performance based, that's real easy to creep into your head in the midst of it. So it's this whole, can I come through? So then you get into this, Oh, I need to get it over quick. Or I need to slow it down, you know, and it's kind of, it's just this constant thing. Or you get the other side of that coin, Shannon, which would be, can I satisfy my wife? Can mm -hmm. I come through and bring pleasure to her? Mm -hmm. And that's a different ball game, but it's, it's still the, kind of the same component. Yeah. And the big question that I would put out there is, has she taught you what she enjoys? Because right. I don't, I think that it's up to a man to listen and to learn. And to be, for lack of better terms, obedient and submissive in regards to <laughs> uh -oh. what I'm not talking about dominatrix no, I, I or BDSM or anything like that. I'm just saying that when she tells you not to do a certain thing and tells you consistently to do a certain thing, it's really important that you remember that from yeah. time to time, from one experience to the next. Yeah. And that you're doing it, just remember that you're doing it for her. Yeah. So how you like it, how you want to do it is kind of beside the point because when the focus is on her, it needs to be about how she likes it. Whether that's fast, slow, hard, soft, whatever, it just... Yeah. You have to respect the fact that her orgasm isn't just happening between her legs. It's happening between her ears. And if she is distracted or annoyed or frustrated that you are still doing that thing that she's asked you repeatedly not to do, or that you're not doing that thing that she says will consistently get her there. Like if you're not bringing that sensitivity to the, the bed, then yeah, she's going to feel frustration. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's that, going to frustrate you. Uh, well, Maybe, but that, come, that again comes back to the whole framework of what are you coming at sex with? Is it about you or is it about the experience together? Mm. Because if it's an emptiness kind of a thing that I just want my rocks off, then it's just about me. I don't really care if you have fun or not. I just need a receptacle. Right. You know, if, 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 if I'm the guy. Yeah. But I women think it could happen on, on the other so side too. And it is such a turnoff. Sure. I think if it can happen to women too, though. Okay, finish that thought. <laughs> okay, no, I just think that w that sex can also be just a, that they're just doing it for just them. Of it's it's a um, it's not necessarily a self preservation kind of a thing, but I, this is the thing I hear that uh, it just standing around talking to other guys like at the soccer field during during practice. There's several dads that we all stand around. Dads do that. Well, when when you, we're the ones taking the dudes to to soccer, yes. Mm -hmm. um, but it's interesting because one of them is uh, the wife is interested in, in another kid. And so sex is on the table a whole lot because she has oh, a different. Oh, and having another child. Right. Okay. You confused me for Sorry. a second. No, no, no. There. And, thought, having another, and having another child. So, okay. so now baby. all of a sudden, because sex means something different for her, she's all raring to go and fired up. And then he's okay. faced with this whole, 
okay, but once this happens, then it's shut down for nine months because she'll shut it all. You know, so it's just this whole, it plays out on both sides. And I guess the way I'm saying this is that both men and women can be equally cruel when it comes to the way we approach stuff with our mar- with our spouse. Yeah. Yeah. If he just feels like a sperm donor and she's going to go back to a much lower level yeah. of interest after the deed is done right. and she's impregnated, I can see how a man would feel really slighted by right. that. So, it, so it's just thanks for being honest and putting that out there. Well, it's just something to recognize that nowhere else does this play out more than in our sex life. Mm-hmm. Is this kind of stuff plays out. And we, we may need to do a whole show on this whole thing just because this is worth unpacking and largely because I've been writing on it lately. So I've, my mind's kind of there anyway. Um, yeah. There, well, there's one in particular that I'm thinking we should give a whole show to, and that is the feeling of being out of control. Okay. I, I think we, we can go really deep in that one, but do we have time to maybe do one more on yeah. each, on go. each end? Yep. Go men and, men, men and women. Yep. Um, well, there's the obvious, I'm afraid that the kids will hear, but I think that women can only use that as an excuse for so long. You know, once your kids are old (laughs) enough to understand that this is what moms and dads do, they need to be knowing that action takes place in a marriage bed. But I think that the bigger one for women is I think that women are afraid that they either will like it or won't like it. Okay. For some reason, I think that it's, it's, it's not either, or sometimes it's both ends. A woman just has so many mixed emotions about what her response to that whole experience is going to be. And I think that it's both. I think she's afraid that she won't like it. So she just decides not to do it or she's afraid she will like it. So she decides not to do it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) It's it's one of those things where, you know, you have to, you have to know what brings you pleasure. You have to be willing to ask for it and you have to be, you have to be willing to climb that, that mountain. Uh, that so many women will hit a wall. They will literally hit a wall and feel as if, nope, not interested. And they don't realize that if you will learn to scale that wall on a consistent basis, there's euphoria on the other side of that wall. Right. And who wouldn't want euphoria? I think that people definitely have some childhood issues that they need to look at if they're afraid of euphoria. And maybe it's a spiritual dimension of, of being fearful that if, you know, why do Christians feel so bad about feeling good? Right. That whole notion of, if I like it, it must be sinful. It's gotta be something wrong with it. That's certainly a pervasive thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But for, for men, do you think that there's an element of, do you think that men know that and that maybe their fear is disappointing? Yeah. And that's what I was thinking of is, is disappointment is one that's closely tied to, can I satisfy or can I come through that? There's that other side. There's the, component of it of I don't want to disappoint my partner I don't want to disappoint you know my lover and what's going on so being afraid of doing the wrong thing or saying the wrong thing yeah or expecting the wrong thing or yeah. hoping for the wrong thing well that's that's disappointment on ourselves of you know do we I don't want to be disappointed with what I'm going to go after you know because that's that's kind of where it's self-defeating that I have if I don't confront that in myself of what are my expectations? What am I really hoping? What do I really want? So maybe I don't even want that because I don't, I don't want to be disappointed. You know, but the, I'm also thinking of in the sense of what if the encounter with my wife is not good for her? You know, and I thought it was going to be. I'm going in thinking, ooh, I know what I'm doing. And she's, eh, 
I've had better, you know, <laughs> it's like, mm. ah, okay. That's kind of at the core of a man of, I not, I didn't come through. I didn't provide, I didn't satisfy. Well, and, and here's what I recommend for women. Um, the best time to offer feedback where there's going to be some constructive, uh, I don't want to say criticism. No, but see, there's nothing wrong with criticism because we need to make, we need to be clear about that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But the best time to offer that is not right after the experience. Exactly. If it was good for him, but mediocre for you, let that be enough for the moment. Let him just bask in how good it was for him, but maybe in a day or two, bring it back around to what you would like to experience, feel, have done to you, et cetera, whatever for the next time. Yeah. So that you're giving him a goal Yeah. because he doesn't know what your, what your bullseye is. Yeah. He knows what his bullseye is, but he doesn't know what her bullseye is. Right. And, and the reality is, is maybe she knows what his bullseye is, but she doesn't know what her bullseye is. And <laughs> I just think be. that unless a woman knows what her bullseye is, she has no right to complain that he hasn't hit it yet. Okay. Sorry, I'm just I'm, no. I'm being a, I I get it because this is a, this is the whole thing. How to be. Because how often do we enter into this concept of sex, and we enter into this whole world of it in marriage, and we start looking at it in the terms of what my spouse is or isn't doing rather than what's my responsibility in this because i'm thinking of earlier on in the show when it was talking about you know what if i don't you know what what if my partner is and it doesn't enjoy this or what if they seek their own you know the, the reluctance to kind of enjoy it and and let go and and if my partner's not interested in that then that's a growth thing because a marker of growth in marriage is when growing to the point where what i want for myself wait rephrase that what i want from my partner is what they want for themselves i like that so it's 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 learning that hey i want for you what you want and i've grown to that because i don't see that as an either or i see that as a both and you know that's yeah it, and, it, and partners who hold on to their identity of but this is how i do it you just need to learn to appreciate how right. i do it stop give right. it up you're, well, you're barking up a bad tree well, there, it, but that's that's what's so funny is um, you just look at all the different aspects of, of marriage and, and that's the stuff that we face a lot is, is this idea of how do we deal with the stuff that really we struggle with in married life that it's so much easier to place the blame than, no, 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 hold on. I'm getting in my own way. And if I will learn that, I dramatically change what the fears I have. Yeah, I think that this is a show that a lot of people are going to need to rewind and listen to over and over again, because I do think a lot of us, both men and women, get in our own way by letting fear take over and yep. create all kinds of anxieties and that we do need to confront those ghosts from the past. So right. as you're opening the door to all these trick-or-treaters this weekend, every time you see a ghost, you let that be a reminder that <laughs> you need to put on your big girl panties and your big boy boxers and deal with your past. Not and, right there in front of the kids, though. Not in front of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, remember, we uh, we fall forward. We fall ahead. This, Extra uh, hour. I got, a, I got a couple ideas on how you can spin that. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's It's spring forward. Fall back. Fall back. So you get an extra hour. You get an extra hour. So there's no reason not to implement Yep. Some uh, cool strategies this weekend. Well, this for has been Sexy sex. Marriage Radio. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to join us. We, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm always humbled every time I get invited into people's houses. I think it's awesome. 
that they take us take us along. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, have a great one.